Hello, sugars. Lord Jesus, I wanted to get this posted earlier today, but then your handyman comes, and this sounds like a porno is about to start, but no, I mean, your handyman comes putting up a new ceiling fan because it's starting to get hot. Anyway, three and a half hours later, it shit's done, and I'm sitting here under a ceiling fan, so... You know, it's little things, y'all. It's little things. Okay, couple of things that I thought were awesome this week. I saw an article I posted on Facebook. It's about books that teach children empathy. I don't know. I loved it. I'm just going to every once in a while, if I like something, I'm going to put it in the show notes for you. So I, that, I posted on my Facebook, uh, but I'm going to post that in the show notes today, too. And another thing I like for you is our guest today. It's going to be uh, Nicole Holland. We, uh, we met forever ago. But we finally got together about a month or so ago and actually taped the show. And so Nicole, she is the host of two other podcasts. Uh, she hosts a podcast called The Business Building Rockstar Show and and Get Guest. Sorry, and then an additional show. Let me say that again. I butchered it, and you know I'm not going to edit it. Sorry if you're listening to Nicole, but I don't like to edit. I hate that shit. So our two podcasts are The Business Building Rockstar Show, and in addition to that show is get guest ready show so i didn't want it to sound like one long show and then you'd be like nicole doesn't know how to name her show no it's two different shows get guest ready in the build the business building rockstar show so what nicole is great at is that anybody she believes this and actually i believe this too is that anybody who if you're trying to whether you want to sell a product or whether you just want to start a nonprofit, or whether you want to promote your blog or whether you just want to like talk about um you know, ideas or change you want in the world, you know, things like, uh, like we had Jen on who talked about congressional dish. She just wanted to read, you know, congressional bills and, and just have a conversation about them. If you want to have a conversation about anything, podcasting, I think is such a great thing for that. And really anyone can do it. Um, anyone can do it. It doesn't have to be super fancy and it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be this, you know, you don't have to have a huge booth and all this stuff. But there are, and you can do that, but maybe four people will listen to it. Then there's other things where if you want to build a podcast, you can listen to someone like Nicole and actually have people listen to it. I wish I would have had something like this when I started out doing podcasting. But oh well. So that's basically what Nicole does. But she's a wonderful, lovely Canadian. We also talk, as always, you know, you know me. I think this is why I love having entrepreneurs on my show because they're used to, I think a lot of times talking about totally entrepreneurial stuff. And that's great. But I'm like, let's get to some truth talk and get to the heart of the matter. Just kind of what, why they're doing it and what's their passion and, and what fuels them as a person. So, of course, we get to that too because, well, that's what I'm interested in, sugars. That's what I'm interested in. Anyway, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have myself a diet cherry Dr. Pepper with Wonder Woman on the can. I'm very excited about it. Sophie's sleeping on the rug. She's doing much better. As, ever, as, as She was diagnosed with heart failure about a week ago. She, we had a little rough patch. We thought we might have to say goodbye, Sophie, but we got her on the right medicine, and now the doctor thinks she's got another like year or two. So I'm real happy about this because I love that dog more than I love anything else. My heart with four legs. So anyway, thank you though for those of you that asked. All right. This was the longest intro ever. I'm sorry. I love you. Here you go. Okay, great. And we're recording. What, what? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dear Maddie Show. 
I probably should have pressed record like 30 minutes ago because Nicole Holland and I have been talking for like 20 minutes. And finally, I was like, I just got to fucking hit record. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to the show, Nicole. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I love you. I love your show. I love everything about it. So that's exactly how I feel about you. And just to, uh, we're going to start off the show and just let everybody know that, uh, Nicole, uh, we're going to talk about how we met because I couldn't remember, and we're going to flesh that out. But Nicole Holland is a podcaster as well, and so be sure to uh, go to her website. Uh, well, her podcast is called Business Building Rock Star Show. I can't. That is. So, I have to say that like so. Business Building Rock Star Show. You try to tongue twist people. I know it's crazy, um, but that's why the website is really, really easy. It's just bbrshow.com, but if people decide to go there and they may by the end want to, um, I'm putting together a special page just for listeners, so bbrshow.com forward slash Maddie. Oh, you are? Ooh, no one, has, no one has ever done that for me. <gasps> Oh my gosh. I, you so deserve to have everyone do that for you. I feel BBR. I'm writing that down so I put it in the show notes. That makes me feel so happy. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're so sweet. And <laughs> so BBRshow.com Matt, forward slash Maddie, M A T T I E, everybody. So, um, okay. So, Business Building Rockstar Show. Nicole, how do we meet? Why don't I remember this? I remember um, like when we met and I was like, Holy shit, I love this person. <laughs> I felt the same way about you. Now, okay, I think I know, but I'm not 100% sure. So are you a member of Podcasters Paradise with John Lee Dumas? No. Okay, so then what you did, I thought that's where you posted it, but it wasn't. You posted a post in some group that I'm a oh, part of. Oh, it was saying, Jared Easley's group. Yes. Jared e- Yes. Okay. So podcast movement, maybe. And I was just like, I checked out your page. And then I listened to a couple of your episodes. I'm like, I have got to meet this man. And then I wrote you and I was like, I would love to have you on my show. I'd love to be on your show. I'd love to just connect. And it's taken forever to get to where we're at. Um, But yeah, that was a lot of that's on me. A lot of that's in like the spring. Well, and I was I'll go and find on your website, I'll find, I'll get the link to of the show I was on with you, and I'll put that in the show notes for people too, if they awesome. want to hear that, because we were, because that's a totally different type of conversation. Um, but it was still that after that, when I was like, well, I need to first, I was almost like, I need to go to Canada and come see your ass because you're fun. But <laughs> still, I was going to have you on my show. So, and I appreciate your patience because it's been forever. I am coming to California a few times this year, as it turns out, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be in LA. But we're going to have to see each other. And oh wait, I am coming to LA for podcast movement. Oh, oh, well, <gasps> duh, duh. That's an easy one. I'm going. Hello. Hello. I know. I know. Did you submit to speak? I did. I hope. I hope I, something happened. I did, but with six hundred speaker applications and only sixty slots, I'm not going to hold my breath. And to be completely honest, I kind of don't care. I'm like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And if it's not, I am. I, I kind of. I'm okay with the idea of not being stressed out about being on stage and having to prepare for a talk and just going to connect with people because. For me, that was the best part of podcast. That is the best part of podcast. Yeah, it's the best. Like I barely went into any of the sessions. Um, Andrew Warner's loved it, but other than that, I mean, I was in Jeremy, um, Jeremy. 
Weiss's for a little bit. And obviously I introduced Tim Page. I introduced John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson. Um, but other than that, I really spent so much time out in the hallways connecting with people. Um, you know, and speaking of connecting, because you, after our conversation um, <clears throat> on your podcast, we were talking about, and you were starting something new because you've connected me even with, and with putting people. Yeah, with putting people on me on their podcast or having people on my podcast. Um, so you're also tell people what you're doing now, too. Yeah, so I am focusing now. So I've got the Business Building Rockstar Show, which you were on and which is great fun and I love it and it's growing. Um, but my focus has become podcast guesting because I was doing that. I was just connecting people naturally because I love doing it. I love people that I love. I want to share them with other people I love. And it's um, the best. It's the best. It is the best. It is. And it so, so yeah. And so people were saying to me like, and this was going on for a while because I also, I'm kind of anal and I really care about quality and I care mm -hmm. about matching people properly. And so like back in the spring, I believe it was, I started writing a book about, um, how to be a great guest that podcast hosts love and that listeners love. And I started writing that with the intention that that would be like finished by the end of the year, mm -hmm. um, actually by the end of the summer. And what happened was I was people, podcasters were saying to me, okay, you need to teach this stuff like now. And I had a couple mentors that were saying, stop writing the book, do a course, beta test it and see if there's interest. And so that's what I wound up doing. I put a pause on the book I did a, a program in the summer called Interviews That Convert. I had a small group of beta testers. For those people who don't know what a beta tester is or a beta program, it's where you're basically um, putting something out there that you think is going to work, but without putting a whole lot of prep into it. You're basically pre-selling a program and then developing it with the people who are in that group. And generally speaking, you charge a lot less for it. And then those people get lots of perks ongoing. So that's what I did. And it was a great experience and the intention was for in February to relaunch that program but to do it full out and with partners and have it like really well organized and everything and I was struggling with actually doing that um, something was just misaligned and I couldn't figure out what it was but mm -hmm. I just I was really struggling with creating the program and there was a need for it and a want for it and then finally um, February 4th I was telling you just before we started recording I had this like real clarity about don't sell this program, Nicole, give it away. And so I decided to do, you know, I've mentioned John a couple of times. I'm a huge fan of John Lee Dumas's model and I love him. He's a, a great mentor to me. My boyfriend's, and my boyfriend's obsessed with him. <laughs> like he is coming to podcast movement just to meet all the entrepreneur people that like, cause I listen to some of the shows, but you know, yeah. I, I do more comedies, but he literally is coming just to fangirl everybody. Cool. Awesome. Anyway, go ahead. Well, John has a he's, – so he's amazing. I, I just adore him. So he has a program called Podcasters Paradise, which is for uh, people who want to start a podcast. And he, like, walks you through everything. It's, like, everything. And there's a community aspect to that that's really supportive. But he basically gives all of the information away about basics, like the basic information he gives away in a free podcast called 
free podcast course. Is it free podcast course or free podcast podcast, something like that. The podcast, I forget. Anyways, um, he gives it away in a free podcast all about how to start your own podcast. Then from there, he allows people to join free podcast course where you can actually get video tutorials and a little extra stuff that's going to help you take that learning and that information from the podcast to that next level. And then from there, you're invited to join Podcasters Paradise, which is that next step in the paid membership, right? So I thought this is brilliant and this is what I need to do. I need to give it away because I'm really sick and tired of saying the same thing over and over and over anyhow. Yeah. And then people have that information and they can get to know me. They can get to know my style. They can get to know my take on things because it is so very different than almost, well, than anybody I've met in the field. Um, and then if it's a natural fit, we're going to work together. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to please people. I mm -hmm. hate that. Um, so yeah, so I had that clarity February 4th. I start, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And February 21st, I launched get guest ready, which is my free podcast, all about how to become a great podcast guest that podcast hosts can't wait to interview listeners can't wait to learn more from. And it walks you through step by step what I do for my VIP clients and what I teach people. Um, and then there's also get guest ready school, which people can sign up for, for all those extra resources, my templates, my spreadsheets and exercises that actually go deeper than just the information, give you some transformation. And then it's a, you know, if it's a, if you love me and you want more then it's a natural progression for us to work together, if you don't, then, Hey, I've just helped my industry improve by getting one more uh, person who's better prepared to be a great podcast guest. Well, and I have a, I have a tip for everybody listening. Don't tell dick jokes. That's probably not the best thing to do. That's, <laughs> that's why I don't get on podcasts. I tell too many dick jokes. But you can totally <laughs> tell dick jokes if you're going on the right podcast. If you're going, right? on, the, if you're going on the dick joke show, then, you're per then I'm perfect. Can we find that show? You know what? There is, there's too many of those shows. There's so many of those dick joke shows. I would dick joke shows. You would be great at those too. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about, if I may, you know, because this is this is Dear Maddie, so we're a little bit different than Entrepreneur's Show in that we, we like to get to the heart of things, um, which is so funny. I have your website up, and you have your latest, uh, your episode that's up right now. It talks about the heart behind hustle. So I love Ooh, that. Camila Gornia. Yeah, yeah. Camila Gornia, um, whose nails look really pretty, by the way. And who so. is also one of my VIP clients. Love uh, her. Um, so... You were so passionate about this and so organized. So as somebody who's listening to you talk, and if I'm listening at home right now and I'm either whatever in my life, if I'm happy with my day job, if I'm not, if I'm thinking of starting something or I'm not, you sound like you have your shit together, sugar. Like it's together. So mm -hmm. I want to kind of, if we can, go back to like, where were you before you even journeyed into this podcast thing? Where were you in your life? What were you doing? Were you were you happy with it? Like, what made you jump into podcasting? Was it just because, you, yeah, what was it? I, I'm not going to try to fill, fill your mouth with my words. Like, I, I just want to know, like, how did you get inspired to do this? And how did you get the gumption to actually take the steps forward to do it? Yeah, so before I started podcasting, I had 
just recently launched a business. Um, and before that, I was in jail. So oh, I was, yeah. That's a lot of time to think, sugar. Yeah, well, and it, it was, but it was I was on this side of the bars, not the other. Um, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was well, a correctional officer. Oh, okay, I was like, I was like <laughs> hey, that's a lot of time. No judgment here. Sometimes I want a vacation, please. <laughs> You were okay. Nope. So hold on. We can't just say, "Oh, I was just this." You were a correctional officer. Okay. First of all, listeners, don't do this if you're in your car. But if you're at home, like, like go to bbrshow.com and you'll see to the right is like a picture. Forward slash Maddie. Um, pardon. Forward slash Maddie. Oh, forward slash Maddie. Yes, but you'll <laughs> see like there's a little little square that says, you know, get it has like the the artwork with get guests ready with Nicole Holland. You're like this cute little white girl with purple hair and these cute glasses and you got like nice chunky jewelry. I'm trying to imagine you as a motherfucking correctional officer. Although the only women correctional officers I know are are seen from like lesbian B porn movies. So that's probably not the right reference. (laughs) I will have to see if I can find it. I haven't been big on pictures um but i will see if i can find you a picture to send you personally um and you know i have what i call my ugly glasses so and my hair my hair used to be long i actually cut it off when i quit my job Mm -hmm. and i colored it purple so it was you know brown before and i always wore it in a tight bun and um when i worked it, a youth facility, I always had a blue cap on at the adult facility. I didn't because I was like, holy shit, I think I'm like losing my hair. And I know that men, they say ball caps will make you bald. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting older. I have to stop wearing this ball cap. But I always had it like in a tight bun mm-hmm. and my ugly glasses on. And, you know, my the the uniform is not, you know, tight. And, you know, I wore men's boxer shorts under my pants and I wore um, men's deodorant and I was as like not a very feminine officer. No, you sound you sounded butch, girl. Totally butch. Totally, totally butch. butch. We- because I don't want that attention, right? Like I've worked in places and, and most of the female officers that are of a certain age are like that. And they may not be butch in the real world. Like I'm not butch in the real world, but Um, When you go into work, you're going to do a job and you do not want people, you know, like I would wear men's, um, so I wore sports bras and men's tank tops over that, like the wife beaters, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to accentuate my boobs or my ass or anything like that. I don't want attention in there from those guys. Um, But, you know, there are younger girls who will try and get attention, but that's just not the attention I want. But yeah. So how long did you work there? Mm, I worked for the province. You say province. By the way, Nicole's from in Canada, everybody. So you're going province? Where? (laughs) I I don't know what a fucking province is. Is that some (laughs) Yankee bullshit? No, it's just Canadians. So our lovely neighbors said that hopefully we don't build a wall to that country as well. So, um, (laughs) Honey, I'll marry you, sugar. So you can come on up. (laughs) So, okay. So you're... So you were there for a while, right? And so like 2010. So I, I worked in youth justice in the States before. Um, and so when I got into corrections, it wasn't actually into the adult system. I transferred into the adult system from the youth system. Um, but 2010, I came to Ontario to, uh, become an officer. And then I 
quit. My last official day was December 28th, 2014. So that's that. So not long. So how did you fall in love with podcasting? Like what got what? John. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. So I quit my job as an officer and I was like, now what? Like I need to build a business and I do need to do it fast and I've got skills and talents, but I was a ghost. I didn't know the first thing about online, social media, nothing. Mm -hmm. Like when you're before I was an officer, I was a foster parent and also I was doing crisis support and intervention. So I was removing children from like dangerous situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not the kind of thing you want to go, hey, here I am. Come find me. Mm -hmm. I was not looking to be a public person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to learn all this really fast. And so when I quit my job, I was looking for the answers. I was looking like, who can teach me? Who can I learn from? And what I found was that the people that were telling me they could teach me and I could learn from them were really looking for my money and had no interest in actual results. And that upset me to no end. And so that lit a fire under me where I was like, excuse me, I was like, there are lots of people who are what I call entrepreneurs and newer entrepreneurs who know they have a bigger message, who know they have something they can do to, to affect the world and to leave a legacy and they're passionate and they're stuck. They feel so stuck in their job that they feel stuck in their circumstances. And I wanted to help them to connect them with good resources and not just resources that were going to take their money and leave them feeling totally, you know, like just lost or, mm-hmm. or disappointed in themselves. And, um, and so I created what I called the business building rockstar summit, which was 30 in 2015. It was 30 different experts in different marketing areas. And, for podcasting, which I didn't know the first thing about podcasts. I didn't listen to podcasts. I don't, whatever. It's like, it was all new to me, but I knew it was a hot topic. So I asked this guy called John Lee Dumas, who I heard was, you know, like a leader in the industry. I asked him if I could interview him about podcasting and how people can use that to grow business. And so he said, yes, I interviewed him And he made some really good points and I already respected him, but I didn't think podcasting was for me. But he's like, Nicole, if you like interviewing people, I got to tell you podcasting way easier than summits. So you should think about it. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll listen to you. I'll think about it. And I did. And I paid attention to him. And I was like, okay, 2016, I'll start podcasting as a way to build a business, but no more than that. Like I was not, I didn't think anything other than it'll just be another marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, However, he kicked me in the butt to do it sooner than later. I was trying to put it off to like as long as I could because I didn't really, I wasn't really invested. Um, But we had a great conversation and he put like he pushed me into picking a date and picking a date quickly. And so that was the beginning of February of last year. And I picked the date of March 21st to launch. So I'm not sure exactly when this is coming out, but right now we're recording on March 8th. So it's been almost one year since I launched the business building rockstar show. And yeah, it was, it was John. Like, I mean, he really encouraged me and pushed me into that. And then I totally fell in love with the medium. And now my whole business revolves around it. Well, 
That was a very good explanation. No, no, <laughs> it was. Long. No, it was good because it definitely you kind of see like the trickle and how a trickle becomes a river and then suddenly you're in this ocean of something that you love. Um, mm, yes. So kind of just, you know, so do you have your degree in social work or in uh, some type of mental health thing? Or you Funnily just- enough, my degree is in um, holistic health care, but I got it later in life. I... Um, was born into a really dysfunctional family. So Mm -hmm. I think I just learned how to manage things early on. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 11, my little brother was diagnosed with cancer and we got involved with an organization called Special Love Incorporated, which supports children and families going through cancer by ways of uh, camps, basically. And they actually, they expanded. I think they also deal with like children with HIV or Mm -hmm. AIDS and different um, life-threatening diseases. And so that's where I think I learned a lot of those processing skills and walking people through things. And then later on, I did wind up getting my my uh, life transformational life coaching certification from the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. Um, but I worked in crisis a lot just by, I think, well, let's see. So I started, I, I, I guess I started with the... Um, with working with the youth in crisis after like officially after I um, got my coaching certification. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it always came natural. It always came natural. So when, so I want to ask, was there any like, we're in starting kind of, so definitely this is, I think what people say in business, they say a pivot. This was definitely a, a pivot to start doing podcasting and things like that. Was there any fear behind it or any hesitancy that you had to kind of either talk yourself out of or you had to, or no. you, you really were just like, I guess you don't really have any fear once you worked in a correctional facility. <laughs> I guess you, you like, know what? Like, did you ever Here's have like the- a riot or something like that? Did you have to deal with shit? I like have that? seen things that I will never tell you. Like, it's just, there's a reason I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Um, it, It's just, it's not the right thing for me, but and before that, I mean, like I said, I was a foster parent. I had the highest risk kids because I was a level three, as they call it. I had 13 foster kids, um, no more than two at a time, and really some of the worst cases in the province. So, mm. or worse, like most high needs, high risk. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, pivot, 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 pivot. My whole life has been pivot, but I think I'm I'm somebody who has always just kind of rolled with the punches. Um, again, you know, a dysfunctional family. Like my mother's got severe mental health issues and my father was an alcoholic. So when you are born into that, you figure out how to manage things as best you can uh, with what you're given, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was just always very natural to me. And even, you know, I moved out on my own when I was 16. I knew even though I didn't know what a normal, healthy home was like, I knew that I did not want to continue living where I was. And so based on certain circumstances, I was like, I can get the hell out of here. And I took that opportunity. And with that, you know, there come new opportunities and new challenges. And then with each challenge and opportunity, you navigate. And so I think my entire life has been pivots. Um, Mm. And Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess for me, I try and look at things as, does this sound like something I want to explore? And if the answer is yes, I explore it. And I don't, I don't attach to, I mean, I have ideas of what the outcomes are that I want, but I'm not attached to the outcome. So it's like, if it doesn't work, 
that's cool. Like I'll try something else. No biggie. I love that. That was so well said because I feel like, and I'm, you know, I do this myself and definitely as being an actor, you, that's something I think I've learned that I try to tell people, whether it's within act when I would teach acting classes or just talking to people that, you know, letting go of that audition, like going, doing your best work, find joy in what you're doing and have fun with it. Ultimately really have fun with it and feel like you're, you know, doing something that matters. And then, and then, which is hard to do. So I'm going to say, you know, putting your all into it and like your joy into it and then being able to let it go. I think that can be hard to do for some people. Um, don't you That's think? That's what I hear. And I mean, I, I'm it, not religious by any stretch of the imagination. I like, I don't do religion at all, in fact, mm-hmm. but I consider myself very spiritual and very, maybe not spiritual, like, uh, you know, spiritual, spiritual, but I, I believe in a higher power. I believe in God and I try and trust my intuition. I feel like that's whatever is out there controlling things that, that speaks to me, whether it's God, universe, whatever you want to call it. I feel like if I tune in, um, then that's my gut instinct. I can listen to that and it never leads me the wrong way. If I don't listen to that, then it does. And so even for, you know, we talked about podcast movement. I definitely put my all into it. I would love to speak at podcast movement. That is scary to me though. Um, and I believe that whatever's meant to be is going to be. If I get the message that, yes, I'm speaking at podcast movement. Awesome. Then I am going to do whatever I need to do to, kill it at podcast movement. And if I get the message that I wasn't selected, that's cool too. I know that everything in life is happening for me and not to me. And it's always leading me to that next step, the next step. And if my job as a correctional officer hadn't have been as horrible of an experience for me as it was at the final place I was at, because before I transferred to the last place, I actually liked my job. I didn't Mm -hmm. mind it at all. I probably would have stayed to retirement, but I wound up transferring to a place that was so draining and that challenged my humanity every single day. And I was getting Mm. so, so sick. And if it hadn't have been that bad, and this is exactly what I told my super in my resignation letter, I was like, Thank you for having such a shitty facility because had it been not this bad, I would have tolerated it and probably stayed for another 20 years. But because it was so terrible, I made the decision I didn't want to live like that. And so I think we have to oftentimes get to these really, really desperate and really ugly places and just take a step back and think whatever caused it, whatever got us there, not blame, but think to say, oh my gosh, this is exactly how it has to be so that I can see the next doorway because I have been, you know, I've had blinders on and I haven't been looking around and that's why I'm where I am. And now I know that I don't want to be here. So let me take a look and see what opportunities are available to me. I love that. I love that. You know, I have, and we'll do this at the end of the show. I do Chatting Maddie and one of the questions is, when are you most inspired? And I need to remember who the fucking guest was that answered my question because I, I should go back because I always quote this this man. I don't know who it was, but, you know, I asked, when are you most inspired? And they said, when I'm at my lowest, because that's mm. when the possibilities are endless. And I thought, wow, what a gr- gracious way. And I love the way you're explaining it, too. And to anybody listening too, like, I want you to think about the way Nicole just, like, talked about her life, like having a dysfunctional family, like having really stressful jobs. And I know this from, like, I've interviewed at, like, a level 12 youth facility. Like, mm-hmm. that's a stressful 
job. Like I think one of the most stressful jobs somebody can have. So doing these type of works and then and then jumping out on your own, just I want you even to fucking fast forward that. Sorry, I'm dropping the F-bomb today because I'm excited. Um, <laughs> Fuck. You, yeah. But if, take in the way Nicole told that story and that the perception there is one of like not just positivity but of opportunity and hopefulness and think about you know we're always talking about like life story and the way you tell your story and the way you think about your story like the big thing that i try to tell like or not try to tell but help hopefully guide my like clients as a therapist and a uh, coach and everything is that it really is about our perception that's the one thing we have control over really i think almost m- the only thing we have control over is our perception in a realistic way. Not uh, Now, if you're perceiving that, you know, aliens are coming in and telling you, then that's a whole different perception. But still, it's about if you have – what your perception is about your circumstances is what guides kind of the way you want to walk in the world. And you could have explained your story, Nicole, in a much more negative just kind of problem-saturated way, and you didn't. And I just – that's so – that is have- – that's inspiring to me, though. That is truly inspiring to me that you can have these circumstances and you can let it build to a life of opportunity and choice. And so if you're listening to this and you feel like, oh, my life sucks, nothing's going right, I just challenge you, like, can you possibly tell your own story in a, in a more hopeful way? Can you? Just think about it. Because that just, I'm like, I, I didn't even need the Dr. Pepper that I set out for myself. I'm so awake now, Nicole. <laughs> I'm like, woo, woohoo, I'm going. Anyway, I, 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 I love it's not that. not even just telling your story. Like, yes, we, we say things and that reinforces it, right? So if we're pessimistic or negative or feel like victims, then we're going to keep getting more of that victim feeling and we're going to keep being victimized because we believe we're victims and mm-hmm. we keep reinforcing it. Even if inside our mind we're going, man, you know, it's not really that bad, is it? But then you get into that discussion with somebody else who's negative and it just goes, no, I can't even freaking do that yeah. because I don't have resentment. And if I do have resentment about something, I recognize it as I'm talking about. And it's like the thing I don't want to talk about because it's just reinforcing it. And so recently, so I just got back from PodFest and um, I rented a house there. Yeah. How was it? Maybe I should talk off the show because nobody else probably cares in our podcast. But I want to know how it was. So keep going. Keep going. So I rented a house um, away, like just a few miles away from the resort, and I had a couple of girls that were staying with me, and um, it was really nice to be able to get to know them at a deeper level. And I was talking to what I was actually really, really challenged throughout Podfest, right before Podfest, and and just after it. And I was like talking about things um, just in my personal life that like with my with my mother, for example, and I was finding myself like, I really don't want to talk about it. And it was like, I felt like I needed to process through it to explain the situation. But even as I was doing it, I was saying like, to myself, okay, this is not clean yet, I'm getting better. And I'm working towards just detachment and complete, you know, I don't believe you have to forgive, like whatever, she doesn't need my forgiveness. It's for me, I just need to get like, let go of the resentment. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to that every day. But when I talk about something that doesn't feel good, that's my awareness going, okay, this is something you have an attachment to. So you need to work on allowing that to fall to the wayside. Um, 
And I think that's really important just to look for that that zero, you know, that that neutral space of not having a reaction. And I think that when we are feeling very low, that's that opportunity to when you're articulating it, you know, you talk about something, it's like, okay, well, okay, am I is it worth telling this story again? Or do I just want to stop telling the story, even though I feel feel really bad and I feel really resentful and I feel victimized or I feel low or whatever the case may be. Stop talking about it. And that's going to help you get to the place of letting it go. It doesn't mean that you're saying it was all okay. It doesn't mean that you're saying that, um, that anything is like good about it. You're just letting it go to Mm -hmm. move on to something else. Because Mm -hmm. as long as you're attached to that, anger or disappointment or resentfulness or um, victimization, the longer you're attached to any of those feelings, the longer you're staying there and you're, you're like putting away anything that could be good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, put a, put a bow on that. I can't say anything to like, (laughs) but no, I just one, I 1 million percent agree. I think it's definitely, it's what we, we just, we hold on to so much um, and we, again, it's like you can, again, it, it's kind of having that choice of what if you started, we always talk about people hold on to the negative things. We hold on to the negative things, but we can also like hold on to the really positive things and, and, mm-hmm. and really let those kind of guide our life. Um, and celebrate them. And celebrate that. And I know that's from coming, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me, who's somebody, you know, who um, I've just kind of, I'm lucky in that I've just been programmed that way to be kind of, to always see glass half full. I'm just that way. And I'm very, I'm very blessed, I think, and grateful for that. Um, because for other people, I know that is harder and it's not just a switch. Um, but I think even when we talk about celebrating, I think talking about something is giving attention to something and that in itself is celebrating so stop celebrating say that again say it again we're truth talking so celebrating is talking about something is celebrating so when we talk about the negative we are celebrating the negative so stop talking about the negative Talk about what's working. Talk about what you're excited about. That is reinforcing and celebrating the positive. It really is that simple. It will start bringing more positive in. And again, you don't have to get over it in an instant. It's not like you can flip that switch. But if you stop talking about and stop celebrating the shit that you don't want to have in your life, your negative relationship, your lack of money, your, you know, if it's stupid job or whatever it is, if you stop talking about what you don't want, then it will become less powerful over you. This girl is on fire. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm like, okay, so I do, I am looking at time and I want to, cause there is something else I wanted to talk to you about. And so I want to get to it before we get to chatty Maddie. Um, we, <laughs> It's fine. I'm, we're rolling the show. I have advice questions, but it's fine. I kind of think we're already in that space. So I'll, I'm recording another show after this. I'll save the advice questions for them. But the question I want to know from you is, so in doing, guest, in doing Get Guest Ready and talking about 
getting people to getting them ready to be on a podcast. I also think this could be a lot of my listeners are not going to be on a podcast. Maybe they are, but I don't think a lot of them are, but a lot of them are either going to, you know, they're going to be possibly uh, speaking at their church or they're going to be having a job interview or an interview for school or, you know, or even like, talking to their PTA or their t- their child, even going to a, so I know sometimes people can get nerves or fear going to a parent teacher conference, talking to the teacher about their child. So mm-hmm. let's just like, I just kind of in your space, because I feel like it's not just, yes, you're kind of, your focus and your show is about podcasts, but I think for anybody who, just because I know you and I know what you're about, um, for anybody who kind of just has like, either a fear or just uncomfortability with putting themselves out there in front of people. I mean, that's really what you're helping them do. So what's like one thing, I don't want you to give away the barn here, but one thing that you feel like is a good first step for someone who is just either hesitant, nervous, scared to put themselves out there for any of those things that I just listed. Yeah. So great question. And I would just, before I answer, I do want to say that, Podcast guesting is not just for entrepreneurs. If you have expertise or something you're passionate about, you know, if you are big on leading the bake sale at school, that's something you can talk about. Podcast mm. guesting works for every everything. Even if you don't have necessarily something to sell, if you have something to say, it's something worth considering. Amen. However, to answer your question, I believe the most important thing that you can do before going in for that meeting or podcast guesting or whatever it is, is get really in touch and accepting of yourself. And Mm. so there's all different kinds of, you know, exercises or um, ceremonies you can do. But the more you can just be you and not worry about impressing anybody don't try and impress that teacher or that um, potential employer or anything because the more you're trying to impress somebody, the less you're being yourself. And the more you be yourself, the more you attract people who can't get enough of you and you repel the people who are going to try and make you somebody that you're not. Mm, so, And so in your practice – I'm wondering, is that easy for people to do or is that difficult, do you find, to be themselves? Oh, I think it's really difficult for people who aren't, who haven't done it. But I think the more you practice it, the easier it gets. Like now, I've gotten to a point, I could never be a correctional officer. Yeah, never. Fuck, I can't. I can't even imagine <laughs> how to fit into that. But I had stifled my own message for so long. I had stifled who I was. And I think one of the first things that you can do if you're like, I don't even know who I am. I want you to try and get to a quiet space tonight and just alone. Whatever that means, you need to be alone and in a peaceful, calm place. And you need to give yourself some time and the grace to not have to impress anybody. And you get really quiet. And I want you to think back as far, far back as you can to when you were as young as possible. And I want you to think about What did you want to be when you grew up before you knew what was allowed or not allowed, possible, not possible? Who were you when you came into this world? What were your personality traits and what did people silence in you? And when you can figure that out, boom, that's your money. You're going to start embracing that and allowing those attributes back into your life. And it's going to be hard 
than not to be yourself. Agree. I'm going to add to that too. Go when you go back and think too. Think. I'm adding. Think about what you imagine doing before you even knew what money was. Yes. Because yeah. that, if you wanted to be superwoman, don't dismiss that and think, well, that's not possible. Because yes, it was. Superwoman meant something to you. What did that mean? Oh yeah. To you? Wonder Woman meant so much to me, and I realized how I carry that now in my life, of of how I wanted to be Wonder Woman is now. What I loved about her is that she was truthful and that she always tried to under, at least in the the comic book versions I read and I saw, and they're kind of doing more in the movie now, which I like, is that Wonder Woman always tried to, how appropriate we're speaking that Wonder Woman on International Women's Day. But, woo, uh, woo. Uh, but Wonder <laughs> And Woman, I'm sorry that I didn't say Wonder Woman. Of course, I should have said Wonder no, Woman talking to you. I, no, actually, I was just talking to that show Supergirl right now is so good and empowering I think to little girls as well and but she does as well as this character on, on Supergirl now is that there's also this idea of being very truthful and also trying to understand where people are coming from and those are two things I mean I know that because of those two things that Wonder Woman kind of instilled in me that's mm-hmm. why I'm here talking to you right now is that I love to be truthful and I love to try to have empathy and understand where anybody is coming from that's why I won't you know I'll have no, being from Oklahoma and stuff like that, I'll have like somebody who like will, you know, comment so something like political on my Facebook page, and then my my friends, my liberal California friends, are like, "What the fuck? Why are you friends with that person?" Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, because that person is still the same person that you know two days later tags a picture of me in elementary school and says, "Oh, I remember Matt Marr. I loved when he sang in the talent show and stuff like that." Like, they have a memory of me, and I can't. Um, and I. I, they, I want to understand them more, even if I don't agree with somebody. You know, that's important to me. Mm-hmm. So totally. Anyway, I love, I love, 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 love that. Um, I, I could talk to you for a long, but we're I getting. I know, Chatty Maddie. Why are we only getting this short time? <laughs> I know, I know, and I know, I know. And and speaking of Chatty Maddie, like we're basically here. I mean, we're basically at the point. It's you know, it's 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 time. It's really now time for you to answer so are you I, I meant to email you these but I didn't because you know okay. I'm, not, I'm ready for I'm whatever not, this is your house baby I'm, I'm here for as, you I'm not as organized as Nicole Holland everybody <laughs> so uh, <laughs> but um, okay so chatty Maddie same five questions everybody I ask so chatty Maddie number one is what is your most speaking of childhood what is your most memorable childhood smell hmm <laughs> it's so hard Oh my God. It's okay to um, sit in silence. It's fine. It's a podcast. Okay. I always love it. It's not radio where I feel like I have to feel, feel dead air. I'm like, it's fine. People can just sit and think. I honestly don't know. Most memorable smell. Yeah. Um, from childhood. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm 41. That's a long <laughs> time ago. Um, there wasn't like a, Either a food or like a perfume, like that you loved in middle school. Like, did you love Electric Youth? I've had one girl say that. <laughs> I like, hated Electric Youth. Oh, actually. I loved uh, Electric you know Youth. What I did like exclamation in middle school. <gasps> oh my god! I used to put on exclamation and pretend <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh my god! I loved exclamation. Why does that not surprise me? I know. I know. I, I I'm for- not a Debbie Gibson girl. You, oh, I, I was, I was a dead. Who were you? Who were you? Who are you? Who is your, who is your person? In middle school, I was uh, into rock. So Poison, 
<laughs> no, you're about right. You're my brother's age. So my brother is 40. He'll be 41 in May. So yeah, he was still like, I think Poison's about to go on tour again. And he's so excited. It's so funny. So Poison. Okay. Who else was your jam? I'm interested in this. I'm trying to think back that far. You know, I liked like Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh yeah. I like mm-hmm. all different kinds of music, but I was not really into, I did like Paula Abdul, but I wasn't into a lot of the popular things. Like I just saw on, um, James Corden, I think had, um, new kids on the block and I'm like, yeah, still, they don't do it for me where all the girls were like, Oh my gosh, you know, I love new kids on the block. I'm like, yeah, no. Um, That's funny. who else? Yeah. Like that. I liked Madonna. Oh, I loved Madonna, but I was never into like Debbie Gibson or any of the. Well, you were, she was just like a couple of years younger for you, I think. That's what I thought. Debbie I think. Gibson? I think a little bit, right? No. No, she was yeah. right in my. Oh, your friends right were, I guess, I guess maybe I was just, I was just. You like, know what I liked? I think I liked, I, I think even today, like music that moves me, that really like something in the message really grabs me like i love lady gaga don't love all of the antics and stuff but her music is catchy it's fun i can sing to it i can dance to it and it like she has something to say in all of her messages that's why i'm that's one of the reasons why i love shania twain so much love shania twain she's having another album coming out i'm excited i'm excited (laughs) been to timmons it was fun Right. Um, yeah, yeah, been to Canada. Um, okay, Chatty Matty number two, what would be the name of your memoir? Oh, fuck. I know. Maybe I'm that would be the name. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Exclamation. You, why do I not know these questions? Um, probably because I listen to most of the episodes of you I listen to are just you. They're not your interviews. I'm not going to lie. That's all right. Um, yeah, I think, oh, fuck. I don't know. Let's go with that. Okay, I like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Uh, this one you're going to be able to handle, I promise. Yeah. Chatty Matty number three, what's the best piece of advice you wish you had taken earlier in life? Be yourself. Like, don't don't listen to all the people telling you how you should be and what you should do. I spent the majority of my life shooting on myself and Mm -hmm. listening to other people and trying to fit into the boxes. And, um, gosh, I feel right now in my life so much freer than I have since I was probably 13 years old. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I love it because it is about connecting to that youth. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, chatty Matty number four, what day would be your Groundhog Day? So what day have you lived in your 41 years of life that was so awesome that you're like, I could do this day over and over? I, I just want to say this one because in the present moment is where I love to be. And so, but that's not true. I wouldn't want to do a single day over, no matter how good or bad it is. I just, I love the experience of every single day. Okay, I love that. Doesn't mean that I feel great every single day. Doesn't mean that I don't want to go back to bed and like pull the blanket over my head every, you know, every single day. But I, there's, I love life. I literally love life. And I love the opportunity to experience a new day. Mm. Um, that. I'm like the worst chatty Maddie guest ever, eh? No, you're not. Uh, no, the, the you're no please you're great <laughs> uh okay so chatting my number five 
When, this is the last one, then you're off the hook. When are you most inspired? At night. Yeah, when it's quiet. I am a very much an introvert and when I'm busy or when there's other people's energy around me or, you know, their needs need to be met, oh, I'm, I, I can get a lot done. But when I'm most inspired and I am most on point is when I'm in the silence. Mm. See, I love that question, too, because sometimes people talk about moments. Sometimes people talk about like you did, like time of day. Sometimes people talk about I, I just love it because it always gives me a different response. So um, mm. and you did it. You're done. You're finished. That's it. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Chatty Maddie. Woo! Listeners are probably thank goodness. No, my goodness. no, no, Nicole. Holland. No, 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 no. This was. This is great. This is, like I said, I, don't, I haven't even touched my Dr. Pepper hardly. So, okay. Um, so, everybody can find you. So, but they can go to your website, bbrshow.com forward slash Maddie, M-A-T-T-I-E. Also, where I'm, I'm sure you're on the social meds. Uh, I where, am. What is your social media handles and people can follow you? So I'm going to tell you again, bbrshow.com forward slash Maddie. I'm going to have all of my social media links there. You can reach out to me. Um, even if you have no interest in podcast guesting, um, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff on the page. Just I'm going to create it as soon as we hang up because I like to create this page after the show so that I can give you basically that next step regardless of what we talked about. So definitely all of my social will be there. So even if you're like, i never want to be on a podcast ever in my life, but something you said mattered, please tell me. I totally want to hear it. You can tweet me. You can Facebook me. Um, I don't use LinkedIn as much, but you'll have all of that there. Also my email. Um, but yeah, bbrshow.com forward slash Maddie is the best place to find me. Okay. And I think just for you, it will be just shy of your year anniversary, but I actually think this episode's going to go up uh, next next Wednesday. I think I'm going to bump it up. So I have some other ones. Yeah. So it's going to go up the 15th. So I'm getting bumped up. That makes getting, me feel very special. Um, you, are, well, you, should feel, you should feel very special. So um, for, well, Nicole, thank you. Thank you. So um, for everybody else, um, I'm sure Nicole and I are going to chat a little bit more, but uh <laughs> But for everybody else, you know the drill, uh, DearMaddieShow.com. That's all your questions. Um, and I'll talk to you in a second with the outro of the show. But, Nicole, thank you so much. And uh, to everybody else, uh, do something for someone this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Well, that's it, sugars. I'm caffeinated now. I've had that diet, Dr. Pepper. I am feeling good. So you know the drill, sugar. I'm not going to go on too long, but uh, I just want to say that – I hope you enjoyed the empathy article that I posted at the end of this episode. Also, if you're interested in anything uh, Nicole does, you can go to bbrshow.com. That's going to be in the show notes. Um, but a lot of her links are interviews at convert.com. I'm going to put that link in the website as well. And she's just, she's a very sweet, sweet individual. And so I just, I just like what she's doing. And her Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram, it's Nick Z the name. I don't get that. I don't understand it, Nicole. I don't get it. But I'm going to post it in the show notes anyway so people can find you. It probably means something I'm just not getting because it's late. Now, what else was I going to tell you, too? Oh, yeah, I'm going to put that empathy article in there. But, Sugars, if you haven't listened to the Feud podcast with Jake and I, you're missing some gay, glittery comedy gold there. 
I don't know if it's comedy gold. Patrick probably enjoys it, and Megan, and that's probably about it. But uh, if we that's still going strong. Right now we're recapping Feud, which is so good. It's Feud is one of the best shows on television right now. The best direction, the best writing, the best art direction, the best costuming, the best acting, like. Everything is phenomenal about that show. I highly encourage you to watch it. It's, I think episode 7 is airing this week on Sunday, directed by Helen Hunt. And there's not that many. Ep- there's only 8. So you can totally catch up. And if you, yeah, just watch it on the FX network or through the app. Also, we're recapping the Riverdale show, which is going strong. And it looks like we're probably going to have to do that freaking logo show, Fire Island, which is going to take my soul. But I guess you love... Love for us to be in pain. I love you guys very much. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.